Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. All right, so after sailing through the Tennessee Senate with unanimous approval, a resolution that sought to honor a gay country star, T.J. Osborne, was blocked by one Republican in the state's House of Representatives. So before we get into this, I just wanna say, because I know I see in the comments and the DMs that I get made fun of a lot for not knowing music or just saying I don't like music. I will say mm -hmm. this is a band <laughs> I actually know. You do? I know the bro yes, I really? know the Brothers Osborne because Gail King, my morning show Gail King, <laughs> raves God. about them even before he came out of the closet. So I was like, I better check this band out if Gail King likes them so much. And I really wow. enjoy these two. He has a song, a really good song out right now called Younger Me about his coming out. And it's actually a really good country I know that song. song. Younger me, younger <laughs> me. <laughs> me. Yep. And there's a really there's a fun there's a fun one where he had what it's called uh it ain't it ain't my fault or something. And he has, they're running around in mass like a Bill Clinton mask or something, like robbing mm. shit and like, it ain't my fault. What? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, you lost me with that one, but. Uh, <laughs> so it's interesting. So the, this this measure, um, this resolution passed the state Senate 30 to nothing. Uh, now the state Senate in Tennessee is very conservative. It has a makeup of 27 Republicans and six Democrats. Uh, so it was unanimous approval there. And normally these are the kind of things, these resolutions are, are really not controversial and they're not supposed to be even if even if it might be a little surprised they're, they're ceremonial right yeah. so while tj osborne is not the first country music artist to come out as gay he's the first and currently only openly gay artist signed to a major country label it's a big deal because they're big like they're big right so the resolution they just declares him a trailblazer and a symbol of hope for those country music artists and fans alike who may have become ostracized from a genre they hold dear. So, so, so they, so they, <laughs> I can't believe it. They blocked not, like one it's, guy, it, but one guy, right. One guy blocked the literally just a resolution yeah. honoring him for being brave mm -hmm. in, in the world of country music and one guy blocked it. So it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he used he, also, he used some like tactic stop uh, him from doing it. Like there was no, they didn't speak up against him. So like clearly it was just blocked. Yeah, mm -hmm. and what with the six Democrats, you know, being like, what 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 power do they have to stop it? Like nothing. So like this dude, but I mean, this guy is also not hurting because like even after his coming out, I'm sure he got a lot of like bad press and stuff from like some of the country music whatever artist people but for the most part he was pretty much like accepted into the mix like it seems like country music i mean i think country music has a long way to go i don't know anything about country music but from what gail king has told me in the morning shows that this is mm. actually getting good reception out there within the country yeah music. I, mean, and that, I mean also like there's still musicians like and musicians yeah. are artists and artists tend to be faggier you know or like a little bit more like but not country respectful, music like respectful of like differing like you have differing, you know, lifestyles, genres, as, oh, genres yeah. lifestyles, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I, I mean, even I remember years ago reading an article. I'm not saying this is like uh, patently true, but like reading an article about how like a lot of Christian music singers like behind the scenes were uh, more openly open to like gay people and, like and gay Grant. rights. 
<laughs> gay rights than than they were on stage or than you would have than you would have suspected because it was just a lot of musicians it's still musicians even if it is cr uh, christian music christian rock you know well we've talked about this before and i mean i like i said i'm not a big fan of music in general but there is one artist two artists but one artist in particular that i want to go they're married i want to go to their house and just sit in her kitchen kitchen trisha yearwood Trisha oh. Year, no fuck Faith Hill. Trisha <laughs> Yearwood. They love gay people. Why? No, Why Trisha. Faith, Faith. Well, because Trisha Yearwood is married to Garth Brooks, who we have talked about on the podcast before. Oh, has right, been right. very openly gay for the majority of his career, even uh, before. Gay, openly gay, gay friendly. friendly. Openly gay friendly. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. he's also openly gay. Have you seen how tight <laughs> yeah. those jeans are? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I want to go to their kitchen. I love her kitchen. Her her mm. her show on Food Network. It's so much fun. Faith and Tim are also very open, very progressive, Faith very democratic. Hill no, Faith Hill, Faith Hill did one cool thing in her life. She filled in for Whitney Houston at the Oscars. After I that, can feel bye. you breathe, <laughs> washing over me. Oh, and the, the Grinch movie. She had that song, <laughs> Where Are You, Chris? Suddenly I'm melting into <laughs> you. Beautiful you. dulcet tones. I think what the idea is like, you know, when you think of country music, obviously you don't think of out queer artists, but they certainly exist. There's that annoying guy, Steve Grand, I think his name is, who's like a mm -hmm. gay country music star who's only like, I think he's famous among gay guys because he's only shirtless all the time. I also mm -hmm. might be making up his name, I forget, but Casey Musgraves is a huge gay following. Um, I love he's Casey like Musgraves, barely country though. She's like pop more. No, she's, she's but, but is it is it all country kind of pop? I mean, no, like no, no, no unfortunately no, no. no. I think Casey is definitely halfway in between, but I think veers more towards country whereas I, I don't know the real term for it, but I think of it as like corporate country like Rascal Flats and Brooks and Dunn and oh, these sure. these bands and and like uh all Ricky these sort Skaggs. of like <laughs> these these very, McIntyre. Reba is very corporate but she's like good. I feel when I think of like these like she's a survivor. When I think of like Brooks and Dunn, or I think of whatever these these bands that are just huge on on country radio, Jason Aldean or whatever. They all do have a very similar sound to me, and a lot of uh -huh. them veer towards like broy kind of. Uh, sure. like, I think they call it like red cup country, like solo cup, oh, you know that kind of broy. Yeah, yeah, fratty. Yeah. And so obviously it doesn't have uh, hot, it doesn't necessarily have gay or queer appeal, but. You, I guess I, I would have thought there would have been more, um, you know, forward thinking by now. And the idea that, <laughs> the also when you look at people like Rascal Flatts or like Keith Urban, I'm sure Keith Urban's obviously very progressive, but you look at like Rascal Flatts in particular and it's like, you want to talk about faggy. These are guys who look like, like hairdressers in like, you know, mm -hmm. in like uh, rural, I don't know, like, like they look like hairdressers in, uh, New Orleans or something like uh -huh. you know what yeah. I mean like they've got the <laughs> every listener hair. from New Orleans is like what's wrong Sorry. with that I just mean like they've got like <laughs> they've got yeah. like rural gay guy vibes they have yeah. Rascal yeah. Flats in particular those dudes have like intense hair dye and weird like yeah. tight yeah. jeans even though they still bloated. care very deeply about how they look I mean any famous person does you know yeah well, and if, if you think about it too I mean of all like the music genres aesthetically like the big, especially the female country music stars, they're so gay. I mean, it is, they're basically oh drag God. queens. That lady More from so Sugar than Land. pop artists. Yeah, they're drag queens. You guys need to do, you, I mean, in all honesty though, at some point you need to look up Rascal Flats, and I'm talking to you guys, but also the listeners, because uh. somehow they're like intensely popular gay, or intensely popular country, but at the same time, they could easily be a, a thruple, like a thruple oh. with like their own show on Bravo. <laughs> yeah. Sure.
Justice for Rascal Flats. <laughs> Not even joking. Our guest today is a very funny comedian with a name that screams newscast broadcaster to me. I don't know why <laughs> I, I think of a newscast broadcaster when I say Joanna Bradley. Joanna Bradley, 10 p.m. news, go on. Mm. Welcome. Reporting live from the scene. Um, <laughs> it's pandemonium down here. Um, there's water, there's fire. Wow, I swear, I've never heard that before. That's I awesome. swear there has to be like a weather person or someone in Tacoma who's reporting the news, like named Joanna Bradley. Just she's mm. chasing down that there's, bank story. There's, there's, she's somewhere. Yeah, it's probably more like it's more often a Joanne. Yeah, Joanne. Like. Mm. Joanna Bradley, is, it is truly is such a lovely name because it has the like eloquence of like a nut at the end, like a vowel that ends and it's sort of like flourish. Sure. And then Bradley is so, sure. you know, like definitive. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, Bradley, no ifs, yeah, ands, or buts real. with Bradley. It's very it's, aggressive. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Joanna is highfalutin and uh, Bradley is salt of the earth. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Any relation like to former U.S. Senator and NBA All Star Bill Bradley? Bill Bradley? No. Yes. Oh no. No. Sorry. No. I wish. <laughs> Boy, I, I voted for him in the primary. Just gonna yeah. say. Just that's very. It's very you. Is he a Dem? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, and he ran against. Know. He ran against Al Gore, and mm. I was like, mm, I don't know about Al Gore. I'm gonna vote for this progressive guy. Oh, nice. Mm. Okay. Wow. I don't know fucking any. I'm a bad citizen. Obviously. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know why, but my mom, I remember very clearly my mom being like, I'm a fan of Bill Bradley. Yeah, so. I was too. Oh, uh, wow. I remember I in 1992, my parents were Songus heads. Ooh. Paul Songus. They liked him Say before more. Bill Clinton. Because <laughs> he was Greek? I don't know. I don't know. Where I don't remember he... anything about it, but. Where did he come out of politics? Asongas, I think, was a ma uh, senator from Massachusetts, right? Oh, oh I think Wisconsin, actually. Straight. He was Midwest. Also, oh, was he Midwest? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was Midwest. Boring. Where are you from, Joanna? <laughs> Where are you from originally? <laughs> I'm from New York originally. Oh. My, my memory of 92 uh, people who didn't make it was my uncle, not from New York, but my uncle had it was a big Perot supporter. Oh, oh sure. Wow. He had the bumper yeah. sticker. He was really into Perot. Yeah, you yeah. you still see Perot shirts, so I love vintage T-shirts. It's almost all I wear. And you, when I go to like these like racks, you still see uh, Ross Perot shirts all the time. And he everywhere. paid for all of them. Like yeah, he yes. personally Probably. paid for all of them. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a funny. Fun time that was. Well, thank you so much for being here, Joanna. We really appreciate. Thank it. You I have for to say, me. I binged your series of videos. Um, so you did a series of videos about Hillary Clinton for the for the hoo ha ha network which my other podcast um out on the lanai is a part of the hoo ha, -ha network so it was fun to see another funny person that's on... great that's i you know what i think i don't know how hoo ha, -ha got their their hoo ha hands on that but um well, <laughs> on the fucking internet so uh no we did like i used to work at that place above average which was like mm -hmm. you know a little internet comedy uh flash in the yeah. pan so we did those there when that was relevant and then i guess yeah. they picked them up and yeah. they were so funny so funny oh, i'd never seen them it was like, so funny do you do you miss hillary clinton and was she a lesbian icon <laughs> i stand by she was a lesbian icon <laughs> is is still a lesbian icon i've heard people say that about her a lot because she has lesbian energy you know because mm -hmm. she is utilitarian and she's focused she gets things done and mm. she bothers people 
Um, so yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably you know, why. I, I had an interesting, I was reading, this, this is a bit of a, a tangent here, but I was reading about uh, the raid that killed Bin Laden recently. <laughs> you yes, and, I read it too. You said we yeah, texted yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, it's a great article. Zero, There's an article. Zero Dark the, Thirty thing? Uh, no, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's sort of it's diff that. different from that in that it tells like the full story of every moving part of how the raid cool. happened. Yeah, but the the most interesting part was it you know after Bin Laden was was confirmed to have been killed, they of course start telling people high ranking officials in in the government, and there was a time you know Hillary was in the cabinet at the time, but there was a time <laughs> there was a moment where someone was struggling to get Bill Clinton's phone number. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know like where he was or how to contact him. And like, I think eventually they were like, we'll just ask Hillary. But it was, it was the idea was that like, I, th what I gathered from that is that they, they live such separate independent lives mm -hmm. that like, that, that he of course doesn't know. Of course, she, I mean, it, it was confidential prior, but like, you know, she probably didn't tell him that she didn't text him that like, you know, the big news from work that day, they don't get dinner together. They're, they're, you know, they're like a famous couple and, and they probably see each other three times a year, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't like, pass the, hey, Hillary, now can you pass the phone to Bill. We want to tell him too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my favorite, there. my favorite thing of that night of the raid is that, well, the night before, I should say that there was the correspondence dinner and Hillary was like, there was talks about Hillary going to correspondence and she there famously has a quote, which is, the most lesbian energy, the most badass energy, the most like, I don't give a fuck energy. She literally said, I don't give a fuck about the correspondence there. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, great. it's just like that, that is power lesbian in a suit, driving the truck, doing yeah. the job, getting it right. done. Yes, ma'am. That's my Hillary. Um, well, you know, Rachel Maddow famously will not attend the mm -hmm. uh, the correspondence dinner because she's like, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's like a bunch of circle jerking and sucking each other off in the beltway. And so the only <laughs> this is the actually this might trump that I don't give a fuck <laughs> as even more mm -hmm. lesbian. But she was like, the only way I will attend is if you let me uh, be the bartender for the night. <laughs> um, she was yeah. like, I will come if I can mix cocktails for everyone. That's pretty badass. Yeah, and I was like, oh, Rachel Maddow's not cool, but that's the coolest thing she's probably ever done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she right. doesn't strike me as cool, but I do like, the thing that I like about Rachel Maddow, aside from like what she looks like, because I I don't judge women on their appearances, but I do think she's a striking a striking lady. She's a she wears lady. that mole proudly. <laughs> yeah, and the glasses, like she just rocks it. I don't know, she just yeah. like, she always just looks great. Yeah. And the thing that I love about her is that she started in like morning zoo radio, like FM radio. Wow. I don't know how cheesy it was in particular, but the idea that this like, I'm yeah. assuming Rhodes Scholar or somebody was like, you know, yeah. good morning, yeah. like, you know, yeah. farting. <laughs> or, <laughs> it was I, know. Era, I think right. it was Air America, wasn't it? No, 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 that was, that, that was, she literally did like. Yeah, years before Air morning. America. Oh, before that, okay, wow. Yeah. That's so funny. Isn't that is it? so yeah. that's so undignified for yes, as you said, a road. So undignified. Scholar. <laughs> yeah, she's like a road scholar, but also at the same point, it's like, well, I guess Glenn Beck did the same thing. I mean, I don't think he's not a road scholar, but he was also not like quite. good morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was good we morning. all gotta start somewhere, you know. Right. But also right. Rachel <laughs> also loves like football and beer. So Yeah. Yeah. And Who she does? met Who her does? wife painting houses. Uh, Maddow. Yeah, she was the yard boy. In yeah, in Massachusetts, she was do she was like painting houses and doing like yard work stuff, and she met yeah, her think, wife that way. 
yeah, my girlfriend used to work for Maddow for years, and she of was like, yeah, she, she did. Was, uh, she was Susan's <laughs> yard boy, and I think it was a situation where Rachel came in for a lemonade. And that's how that relationship speaking, started. Speaking wow. of Rachel Maddow, and this gets to my next question for you. There was a woman years ago, I'm not gonna ask if you know her, but there was a woman years ago in New York when I was living there and I would go around at the gay bars doing shows. You know, I would do Stonewall and what are the other, whatever the other bars were. Yeah. And Pyramid there was this Club. one woman who looked, and I'm sure I'm saying this about a lot of women. There was one woman who looked exactly like Rachel Maddow to the point where I multiple times confused her for Rachel Maddow, which wow. gets me to my question is, you did a podcast, you were a guest on a podcast where we talked about lesbian style and a lesbian sort of like oh, aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that woman I confused Les Rachel Maddow for often definitely had the lesbian aesthetic because mm -hmm. I confused her for Rachel Maddow. What is the lesbian aesthetic? Oh man, this is a great question. And thank you. It's a wonderful question. Um, <laughs> um, Gosh, I th I think the way that I explained it, I think you're talking about the podcast was uh, diking out. Yes. Um, I think the way I the way I summed it up. Obviously, you can't sum up a whole community's style, but it was basically like you have ironic and unironic lesbian mm -hmm. style. If I had to categorize, and um, like I used the example of all right, I bought my girlfriend a really dope vintage Indigo Girls shirt. Cool. <laughs> and because she's, it's from like their first tour. It's from like Was she 80s. closer to fine afterwards? Uh, <laughs> she couldn't get any closer <laughs> to fine. She's, oh, we're always, lesbians are always pretty close. It's the least fine. complicated a, of a t shirt. It's, the it's least just a hair to fine. It's, the, <laughs> it's, um, we had to bury our heart at bended knees. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. It's my Well, people. get out the map, girl, and find get it. Get out again. the map. Oh, man. <laughs> You know what, <laughs> Alan? I'd sing you a song of devotion, but um, <laughs> um, we're getting deep. But uh, so, like, she's feminine, adorable, and like pretty. And on her, it's kind of it's like ironic, and it's just like it's like the way a cute a Brooklyn girl would wear like a cute vintage tee. Yes, um, that's like from like um, Des Moines soccer league. <laughs> Um, or whatever. <laughs> Des Moines Delta Dental uh, Intramural Soccer League. Um, and on me, it would be like, I love the Indigo Girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter. Right. <laughs> I am. I want people to know my choices about music, and they are guitar and harmony. Um, <laughs> I lead the New York chapter. <laughs> And you always um, tear up at their concerts. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Do. And I, I love do. That. And they're so good. Indigo Girls is how I decided on what college I was going to. Huh. Well, I went to an huh? Indigo in DePaul University, and I was so confused about like where to go to school. And I was visiting DePaul University, and Indigo Girls were playing a like a July Fourth concert or something in downtown Chicago, and they played Least Complicated, and I had a moment mm. of epiphany, and I decided. Mm. Stick with the choice that's closer to you now. Like, what is good for you now? Mm. DePaul University. Thank you. You hated every minute of it. Yeah, hated every minute of it. Terrible, terrible decision. Yep. Oh, well, you didn't know that they were only joking. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I always miss the lesbian humor. What can I say? <laughs> well, yeah, people do. In, in terms of, um, in terms of like, you know, sapphic music, I guess. Mm -hmm. I wonder how sapphic. If we're talking Indigo Girls, you know, that is obviously the go-to reference for a lesbian band. 
But as somebody who was uh, deeply enmeshed in the sort of Lilith fair of it all in the in the in the heyday of the of the nineties, how how much did that did that phase into your life at all? Did you find that did that have more lesbian vibes than I gave it credit for? Was I just into it because I enjoy <laughs> the company of uh, queer women? How much you know? What impact what, did what Sean Colvin you know? have on you? <laughs> so, yeah, like, gosh, like, oh, Lilith Fair. Mm. Uh, I, I wish the Indigo could... Girls played Lilith. Yeah, they did. Know. Yeah, they did. did there they? was a behind the music documentary that said when the Indigo, there was mayhem before the Indigo Girls arrived. And then when they arrived on tour, it was harmony and peace. Oh. I'm just saying. Okay. I watched That's it. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Cool, because they're like, they're like the older ants, probably, yes. of that crew yeah. who show up and they're like, everyone settle down. We're all here to play a G major chord on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I got, I just, if the Lilith Fair happened now, I just think it would crush. I just oh think America's so much more ready for it now. Yeah. And we didn't want it back then. But um, I, I wanted not, it. I, I wanted it too, but I think, Elliot, I think. I, if I'm being honest, it probably came along at a time for me when I liked that music, but was probably not comfortable saying I liked all that music together in one dose. Yeah. Too oh. obvious. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely did not tell people I was listening to Erica Badu like on a repeat. Truly, like listening to Erica to listening to Baduism yeah. on a repeat. But I did go to the Little Fair concert uh, on Long Island at Jones Beach. Did they sell out? Did they do well? Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh, the concert they, was yeah. huge. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought so. Building a sorry, Ellie. Ellie, go who'd ahead. You, sorry. Who'd you see play? Well, I saw. Um, uh, I think Fiona Apple. Well, definitely Sarah McLaughlin. I think Fiona Apple was there. Um, this Paula might have Cole? been like Paula Cole was not there, which bummed me out because I always loved wondering if she shaved her armpits or not. You know, like, <laughs> that was always that was, but that was always the thing. Like, did she shave for this performance? And you did know, she so, ever shave? I don't think she ever. So shaved. Yeah, she, sometimes she shaved. Yeah, sometimes oh, she shaved. Okay. But um, the best moment from that concert, I'll never, I'll never forget, is. Cheryl Crow coming out and she had chopped off all of her hair. Yeah, I remember. And so that. she had this sort of like <laughs> very like masculine like mid slash midwestern mom like it I think she wanted it to be a pixie cut but it didn't quite work. Yeah. Yeah. And the audience went bananas. You know she's, <laughs> you know she's yes. had a dabble in the lady well, department. You know. So it. that's that's why the audience goes bananas, right? Cuz like one thing I think you just observed Elliot is like uh three of the biggest names on that tour are not queer women, right? Like Fiona Apple, Sarah right. McLachlan, um, Fiona, um, Cheryl Crow. Mm -hmm. They're not queer. Um, but I think there's always a flirtation when you're at a, a thing like a Lilith Fair. Yeah. With like, but are you a little bit? And could you be? And then when the women who are, who were certainly at that time fucking starved, as starved mm -hmm. as we are for lesbian content now, they were even more starved for just any um, uh, any glance in that direction, mm -hmm. I think uh, that is very a very common reaction when someone acknowledges, like, uh, yeah, I might not be married to a woman or have a girlfriend or anything like that, but mm -hmm. I will cut my hair and join you for a moment. That it yeah. just titillates the fuck out of that crowd, it, myself it's, included. It's funny you say that because I <laughs> I was just marveling the other day at, at like I currently have like three or four guys scattered across the globe that are like 23, 25, very fit on Instagram. They, <laughs> they like posting a lot of workout videos and they're clearly straight. Mm -hmm. 
And to, to them, you know, they're, they're trying to get into like the, the workout bullshit motivation culture, but they're open-minded enough that they allow me to like message them and very, like very gently, lightly flirt with them. And, and they always, you know, write back, you know, whatever kind things or, you know, ha ha or whatever. Thanks, thanks, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been exactly. Working on my right. jobs. Thank you. And <laughs> I could do it for the rest of my life. I could do it for the rest of my life. I have so much fun doing it. And there's, there's something about that tease that's, that will keep you coming back for more, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's very sexy. And if you're a gay person, I think we all, we all know about the, Yes, the, the, the tease, the tease. The tease, the yes. tease is big. Do you, but you, you mentioned something that really sort of stuck out to me because I've been thinking about a lot lately, the sort of almost regression of lesbian content, I would say, in, in sort of popular culture. Because like for me, I grew up either knowing or not knowing, obsessed with like lesbian entertainers, particularly comics, you know what I mean? Like I was obsessed with Judy Gold, Rosie O'Donnell, Ellen DeGeneres, like there were so, Wanda Sykes, there were so Kate many Clinton. comics that there were, yes, there were so many comics that like were prevalent and working and had their faces out there and were doing stuff. And it seems like there's less of that now in popular culture, you're on standup specials or on like whatever, you're not seeing it as often, or maybe you, I am, and I'm just missing it. I don't know, but how do you feel about- That's a good point you think actually, yeah. About that. You're not missing it. It ain't there. Um, I will make the point that all those Ellen, Wanda, uh, I'm not sure about Judy, but certainly Ellen, Wanda, and... Um, Susan Westenhofer and, also. That was another one. Oh, I don't know Susan Westenhofer. But certainly Ellen and Wanda were not out. No, they weren't out. None right. of them were really out in the in No, the nor was Rosie. Nor was Rosie, That's Kate right? Clinton. Kate Clinton. Kate Clinton always Oh, Kate was. Clinton. Oh, <laughs> yes. I remember Kate Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Which is interesting. You know, that's just a different era. But uh, you know what's interesting to me is like that they're lesbianness remains consistent through history even before they're coming out yes. yes because yes we still recognize the lesbian element and the flavor even before it was named mm -hmm. i mean like so, when ellen did that film mr right that i was, was just like, gonna say yeah. huh <laughs> what's tell me what's worse to you when el or not worse whatever it's an artifact it's you can say worse but, it's the title on um, our podcast what's, what's <laughs> fucking worse ellen doing mr right or rosie mm -hmm doing her Exit like Eden. Tom Cruise. weeks oh the weeks yes the weeks long celebration of how mm -hmm. in love with Tom Cruise she was yeah <laughs> I, I I would be remiss if I missed the opportunity to say the movie was called Mr. Wrong oh Mr. Wrong yeah right so, which, which is even, I will say, even more though, prescient <laughs> even though it yeah. was ridiculous oh, right, her right, crush right. her crush on Tom Cruise there is a great I posted it on YouTube before I'll post it again or on, on Instagram a clip right before Ellen, like literally not just before the episode came out, but before the season even happened of her coming out, she was a guest on the Rosie O'Donnell show and they kept oh, having yes. this back and forth about playing off Le Ellen Le being Lebanese. Lebanese yeah. and like a back and forth joke about both of them, you know, being lesbian. Rosie's and like, was, I think I'm Lebanese. I, I, watching it, it in so, retrospect, in, in retrospect it's insane. Blowing. Yeah, yeah. That is God, people just t people are telling you who they are, and we're just not listening. Well, here's the yeah. here's the here's yeah. the thing though. I remember um, years ago, I worked at New York Magazine, like briefly doing blogging stuff or whatever. And my favorite thing to do working there was to go into their archives and just find old magazines, like just read about New York uh, when I was too too young to like be aware of what was going on. So. I would just like truly just find magazines that were random from the nineties and read about stuff. And so fun. That's it was so fun. fun. And there was a whole thing that I found in one of the, one of the issues from like 97 or something about how Ro Rosie's sexuality was such a, 
um, poorly kept secret. Mm -hmm. And just reading about it in like the media slash gossipy world of New York Magazine, it was like, wow, I guess this really was more apparent to mm. adults while I was watching yeah. the talk show. And even as a queer kid who may or may not have fully realized it, like maybe the whole world did know. I mean, enough if that's that clip of <laughs> of of Rosie and Ellen like teasing about it, teasing each other about it in 97. If that was on the air on the show and I didn't get it, then like did everybody like it's just I don't know it's just I don't think they got it I don't think that I don't think the um, general public got it I mean I remember distinctly because I was obsessed with Rosie O'Donnell I was obsessed with her stand-up and then I became obsessed with her acting and A League of Their Own and stuff and mm-hmm. then yeah. when the talk show Which happened is also, I, once she did A League of Their Own how oh, did yeah. any of us not how did we not know <laughs> it's the gayest character how did we not know? it's insane but when she started the talk show it became really because it was like everything I wanted to be in the world you know what I mean she was doing everything I wanted to do as a person and I remember my aunt was like, well, you know, she's a, and she did the wrist thing where she would like <laughs> yes. do a wrist thing. Your aunt's and I remember, really wristed. Yeah, I remember your aunt's as very a kid confused. being so angry about her, like my aunt saying that, because I didn't even know what that meant. My mom had to explain it to me. And then I was pissed off at my aunt and talked to her for years. Still, yeah. <laughs> aunt it's Joanne? Like, it's no, 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 different aunt. Another, another aunt. Sorry. Do you have an aunt Joanne? <laughs> no, I, I do, aunt, I do. Aunt. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Yeah. Does everybody? Um, yeah. I no. I, I I think you're right. That people. I think people do know and they don't know, right? Because what makes the Lebanese joke work is that everybody a little bit knows, right? Because otherwise, it would just be two straight women being like, "Are you Lebanese? I'm a little Lebanese," and and yeah. it would just not make any work. fucking sense. I, so I, I rem- think you oh. need the you you need that underpinning. But the other mm-hmm. thing I the other artifact that I want to put with that. Lebanese moment is do you remember when Elliot Page hosted SNL? Yes. Um, oh, and yeah. the last sketch of the night, I think, was about the Indigo, listening to the Indigo mm-hmm. Girls. Yes. And he said, I just want to hug a woman with my legs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was years before he came out as a person, you know, attracted to women. And I just, yeah. I, I just wanted to pair that up as a. No, it's um, so interesting. I'm sorry, it's, Brent. It's no, no, so no, no, please. It's so, I mean, even today, like there was, a, I don't, I'm blanking his, on his name, but a Disney Channel kid who, he was doing some live thing about Harry Styles, talking about Harry Styles, and he just openly, freely admitted that Harry Styles is hot. And then he sort of, you saw, you saw, it was so jarring for me because you saw, I, I want to believe it's authentic, but you saw in his face that what he did, what he just did. Like he was keeping a secret and then he outed himself. And then he realized, I guess this is my coming out video. And it was sort mm-hmm. of this like domino effect you see visually in this person's face of, how scary that moment is and how some of these public figures really do struggle. I mean, even the kids today must have some sort of idea of, well, I know I'll be paid more if I stay in the closet for longer because it'll benefit me career-wise Then maybe I can do it when I'm, th- literally there's dynamics at play that kid, people still to this day are still dealing with and coming out. It's- well, yeah, I wonder what the, I don't, <laughs> I have no idea who this person is except for when she came out, but I wonder what the conversation was that Jojo Siwa, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wonder what the yeah. conversation was with the reps when yeah. they were like, well, <laughs> let's wait until after the Super Bowl, though, because we don't want to distract from, you know, XYZ, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it in that lull, you know, in February. Like, uh, can you wait maybe until your mid to late 30s? <laughs> right, and... right. She's like, well, how about now it. when I'm a 38 year old pretending to be a 19 year old <laughs> by putting my ponytail like this? <laughs> Which is causing her hair to like have a receding hair. I feel so bad for her because she's pulling really? her hair so. So much. Uh, you, so also, you, 
Michelle, um, a few, I think a few years ago, did you feel like, um, did you feel, I'm assuming this was after Elliot Page hosted. Mm-hmm. Did you feel, was, did it feel as queer? I mean, I guess now it feels definitely Very on the queer. queerer side. Yeah. Not to discount, obviously, Paula Pell and James Anderson and Bowen, you know, all these people who are there and have been for a while. But did you feel that in the time you were there that, it, that there Kelly. was an openness toward the, you know, queerness of it all? Uh, no, I felt like it was still pretty, as it is, it's a little behind, always. Yeah. It has broken through, and I think, uh, somebody like Bowen, or like a Sam J, people who've gotten yeah. on camera and who are, uh, undeniably queer, and I don't mean to, I don't want to take away from Kate, I mean, she's obviously been there for like 10 years now, but I think we know that Kate didn't arrive on that show as a, um... I am fucking queer in 80% of the things that you cast me. Like, that's not mm -hmm. her vibe. Right, she's, she's utility. A, utility, yeah. Um, so, no, I think it still felt pretty reliant on uh, heteronormative, uh, I don't want to say stereotypes, but um, mm -hmm. paradigms. Yeah. You know, is what it is. Yeah. And but, do you feel like, yeah, okay. But, well, I, I, the only thing I want to, say about that is that's not because the people at the show i mean you just named all these people at the show everyone's very urbane and very like you know i'm lauren has a million gay friends it's not right. that the people who are making the show are uncomfortable with queer people it's just the presentation of the show the taste of the show had not yet i don't think they'd yet found a way to be like oh we have our bread and butter ensemble mm -hmm. sketch and we have our topical thing and then we have our queer thing they were not doing that yeah yeah uh do you, and just separately from that, uh, how is, uh, just out of curiosity, how has quarantine and COVID and all that stuff um, uh, impacted your, I don't know how long your relationship with your gal pal has been going on, but just out of curiosity, what's that been like? Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I like it. I like her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we like each other. Um, the other day she was going to go, we've been together for like, I don't know, seven or eight years. We've been married oh, wow. for okay. like five years. Um, oh, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say girlfriend then. I didn't know. Oh, no, I, that's okay. I, you, you said it because I say it. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you can call her whatever you want. Some other people call her my wife. Sal. Usually, Sal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. You can call her. Yeah, you can call her Al. Um, yeah. No, I usually only call her my wife when I want to like manipulate someone mm -hmm. into giving me something. <laughs> like at the airport. If I right. need to sit next to her, I need to sit next to my wife. <laughs> um, but no, I like her. The other day, she was going to a thing uh, on the west side, like by the beach, and I was like, I don't feel like getting in the car for an hour. And she was like, That's yeah. okay. We probably need to practice like doing things separately anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> Do you find on public trans or not public trans on flying and different things sometimes if you go up to a flight attendant or someone at the ticket or whatever. And because there's an effort, there's a corporate effort to be more inclusive. I sometimes will use my sexuality to be like, oh, I'd like to sit next to my boyfriend. And then nah. you see this, because the, they don't want a YouTube moment. They don't want that nah. moment of like not allowing the gay guy to sit next to his, his boyfriend or the girlfriend or whatever. Do you, do you ever, you do you use it like that? Because I definitely do. That's, yeah, no, you just described exactly what I, that's why I say wife, because I'm, yeah. it's a twofer. It's a way of being like, this is my spouse. And also, are you a fucking homophobe? You're not going right. to sit next to me. <laughs> You're not going to let me share my fucking checks with my wife? But the three-year-old three in the back. I'm truly, sitting next yeah, to yeah, my yeah, truly, right, if, there's, right. if there's anything we've earned after, like, 
all the years of oppression, it is truly, and I full wholeheartedly believe, it is truly the ability to thwart the threat of homo of homophobia oh onto other people. That's mm. right. Our, for our attainment yes. of other things. That's that's right. It should be. We should we should have a, a plane. It's really weird, but have the plane be only men in the back, like straight white men <laughs> have to sit in the back of the plane, and all marginalized people mm -hmm. sit in the front together, mm -hmm. watching you mean, like you fun mean you're movies. Just, you're just describing Beautiful. having. Uh, you're just describing having a Hasidic family on an airplane, <laughs> on a commercial airplane. <laughs> Basically, yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, can I can I point out something that might um that might uh ruffle your feathers? But uh -oh. is no, no, it's no big deal at all. But uh I know we're all used to being like straight white men get to the back of the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking garbage. Um and I love doing that. It's one of my favorite things. But uh but uh I was like whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. I was researching some shit and I was reading a bunch of uh like reports of socioeconomics of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yes. Um, and it was all these fucking charts about, yeah, who has more money, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Long story long, all of the charts from all the different academic papers and studies and shit that I looked at uh, said that now um, gay white men have mm. usurped Everyone in the queer community, but also straight white men in terms of their socioeconomic status. And you could adjust for urban, rural, with kids, without kids, doesn't matter. Uh, gay white men are now the kings. So, wow. what are we, so what should we do? Should we put you guys in the back of the plane or what? Uh, are we doing? Actually, yes. I have an erection right now, so it's a great You're way like, to I end. Want finally, I wanted power. And I'm yeah. gonna see when when it's reflected on SNL and other networks. That's, <laughs> right. that's okay. Yeah. No, and uh, no, this is not 100% not my way of being like. Yeah. So, are you guys done? <laughs> no, no. You guys sit in the middle yeah. of the plane. No, no, I just oh, think that's man. funny. It also makes it me just funny. be like, straight white men, how'd you fuck that up? It's yeah. also like you described basically the human rights campaign. Like every issue I've ever had with the human rights campaign, I'm like, it's just a bunch of rich white gay dudes who just run it and sort of do what they need to do mm -hmm. to make themselves feel good. Sorry, HRC. Sorry, HRC. Yeah. Uh, but Joanna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so We're happy to you guys. You were amazing. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I'm not really on the internet. But yeah, you're not an internet person, are you? My Instagram's Please. private. If you want to follow me, you can try. But if I don't yeah, know I'm who you are, you, you can't. Mm. Yeah, I love that about you. You're very yeah. private. But you can That's watch great. Joanna's stuff on YouTube and all I mean, all kinds of stuff that's been posted. Watch yeah, the Hillary Clinton videos. I mean, they're everywhere, guys. It's sure. Definitely check her out. Thank you so much, Thanks, Joanna. Joanna. Thanks for having me. Thank you, me. Joanna. And another thing. So uh, there's a gentleman named Dean Scott Richardson. He's 38 years old. Uh -huh. He lives in, uh, I think, England, I believe. Great uh, name of all these the newscaster UK. names that we've had. Mm -hmm. Joanna, right. Dean Scott Richardson. I mean, yeah. So this guy, D Dean, he has Crohn's disease, uh, which is an inflammatory bowel disease yeah. um, that he has, he has had since 1996. He's 38. So in 2009, he had to get a routine operation that should have been really short and just taken like literally 10 minutes. But he got, well. And he got it in, I shouldn't say, but but he did get it while he was in China to receive a bit of scar tissue. Why was he but in China? It, I don't know, but he Worked ended up China. waking up with with a double jeju. I'm gonna spell say jejunos jejuna juju. It's all right. <laughs> Jejunostomy. It's, it's a it's a stoma. Okay. okay. 
which is so he had to have a calf, a peripherally inserted central catheter. Sorry, Brent. Oh, guys. Um, guys. So it's gonna get worse, Brent. You I knew this. Guy, I know. So I, told, I read the article. I did yeah, my research. Uh, I'm and sorry. I'm so he had to, he basically had to, get, had to have a bag attached to his abdomen. For, you know, for like for weight. a colostomy bag. Yeah. 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 So you know he is gay. And he said he, it was very hard for him to find anyone in the community who had similar experiences. Mm-hmm. And although he's ended up finding some some like people, he, he has ended up finding people in that, you know, in the community who have been supportive of him, but he's received, <laughs> sucks. He says he's received backlash and vitriol from the gay community because he's honest about his condition because he has yeah. a, colo- uh, an, I guess it's a colostomy bag. Colostomy bag, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I have a family member who recently had to get uh, his bladder removed yeah. um, and now has a similar situation. And, mm. uh, uh, you know, I don't think, obviously, he's not on my, well, I don't know if this family member's on Grinder or not, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> How dare you assume <laughs> one way or the other? Wait, it's fascinating. He said, you know, on, on these apps, people will ghost him. They'll block him the moment he says he has a stoma. And, and yeah. well, this Brent, you're going to want to plug your ears for this because I'm going to quote something. He says, if I was to have sex, I will be the best bottom in town because, oh, of it, yeah. because it doesn't yeah. get used. So I couldn't work out why all of a sudden I was being ostracized and treated like this and told, asked why he would use a picture like that. So Wait, know, why would that, why would that bother? Like, cause to me, that just means he has like the cleanest butt ever. Like he's ready to go. Right. Like, let's have some fun. Well, all right, wait, all right. Okay. So I, first of all, first of all, the one, <laughs> the one thing I will say is that like, uh, I mean, I get, I don't have a colostomy bag and I get ghosted all the time. I mean, I, I get ghosted <laughs> almost exclusively on Grinder, So I am, I am not convinced from the sample size here that he's exclusively being ghosted because of the colostomy bag. But that aside, I'm of two minds, which is like, of course my heart breaks for this guy and people in similar situations. I also know someone who has a colostomy bag and I know it's been very difficult for her to date. Um, but I also like, while I would consider myself respectful, I, I don't know if I would go on a date or hook up with someone who has a colostomy bag. I, it, it, that might be just, it might be hard for me to wrap my head around that. Well, I think, I mean, it goes- How okay. dare, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like a twofold Stone thing. Stone silence. It's a twofold thing in that, and I, I liken it to, and I mean, you know, I come from a family of someone who's disabled and people who have, who are differently abled and, and, and I think a colostomy bag, even though it isn't necessarily, it does qualify as a disability, but it isn't necessarily a physical disability that would prevent you from doing certain things in your life. Yeah. It still is a disability that hinders you from, or other people hinder you from doing certain things. And sure. so because of that, there is this sort of back and forth between like the other person who doesn't have that that sort of ability that the other person's lacking, you have to question sort of like what you're comfortable with and what you're not. And also if maybe you can get to a point where like that one thing, that one aspect of their body that is somehow different from your body is is a deal breaker because it's the person attached to it, it has nothing to do with the thing that makes yeah. them, you know, yeah. whatever, quote unquote different. And the colostomy back thing, it just, it does suck because I do think him being gay does make it particularly more yeah. unique because yeah. there is so much revolved around anal sex and the obsession with that is what sex is that is gay sex which that is not gay sex gay sex is whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want to make it it can be anything it can be no sex at all and it can still be a very fulfilling intimate relationship and so 
it sucks that we put, and, and Grindr makes it even worse by putting this kind of pressure on somebody to be able to be defined physically by a pouch mm. on their stomach that is medically necessary for them to survive. Yeah. And so like, it's it, it just sucks on so many levels. And I just wish that the community could be a little bit, a little bit more accepting. Maybe not necessarily be like, have a pity fuck with the guy or something. No, don't have a fucking pity sure. fuck. Yeah. But maybe look at, look at someone who is differently abled and mm. not have their first reaction be, I can't fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. or that's yeah. gross to me. And instead just yeah. be like, great face, great arms, great legs, great ass, great well, he, dick, great whatever. Great bag, great beautiful bag. <laughs> beautiful bag, he posts, yes. He's very open about it. And he posts like pictures on his Instagram, which is Crohn's underscore come underscore back underscore kid on Instagram. But he's, you know, he's very much open about it and public about it, obviously for the, you know, he wants to, I think, yeah. uh, destigmatize what it looks like. And in all honesty, you, it's there's nothing... I mean, it's not like a a, do, a bag of like duty that you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't, like <laughs> you don't see it. I doubt it's it. Also so covered here's a question. Up. It's often I was going to say, up. can yeah. you can you take off? Can you like put a cap on your on your tube and like take off the bag? Well, you have to change it, of course. But of like, course, you have to change it. Yeah, it's also like a, and I don't know exactly, but if I I think I'm right in that you can't necessarily control the release. Uh, like oh, you sure. can't right 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 yeah so like it's you, it's often necessary to have that bag there because you can't physically stop it you know what i yeah. mean yeah um, yeah the irony of it all is that <laughs> what, 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 well i want to know what you think elliot like what it like if you message someone who had a colostomy bag on grinder what would be your response i'd be i honestly would be fine with it i mean for like truly it's like you know the thought of it is obviously out of the ordinary but it's again it's not like the guy this person is like carrying around a clear sack of duty you know yeah. it's like it's like it's only gross if 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 that person you know what i mean like it's not it's not gross it's just different and it's, i think yeah, the, it's just the stigma around it probably makes it worse than it actually is and in going yeah. through this guy's instagram you know he's really good at making it very clear that it's that it's not something to be um it's probably new and different if you've never thought of it before. But once he kind of explains it and destigmatizes it and makes it a very clear separation between the sort of myth behind what that might look like and t- kind yeah. of takes the the unknowability out of it, it really does. And the same very- goes. I mean, the other thing that I think blows me is the same the same sentiment should go for people who are deaf, who are paralyzed, who have different different mobility issues. Different. There are so many different people. And the great thing about it is people who are quote unquote like disabled are often the most accepting, the most inclusive, the most sort of, you know, the people you want on your fucking side. So like it's, it would be, it would behoove, I think the queer community if we were more inclusive with people who are disabled so that we can be a stronger community and maybe yeah. not have horrible reactions like some of the people he's encountered. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I just, you know, obviously it's like a, it could, it could be a taboo. It could be, you know, a, a like a, a different kind of conversation, but his, this, you know, in, in his particular um, scenario, he just makes it very clear that it's like, he's a very, uh, he's, he looks like a tatted up like biker dude who just yeah. happens to have this like scar and colostomy bag, but it doesn't look that, to me, it doesn't look like, it, it doesn't look that different from um, uh, 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 insulin uh, pump. Yeah. Like it's just a little bit yeah. bitter, bigger version of like the biker dude. The biker body. dude part for me would be a deal breaker because I'm not an outdoors person and I don't, <laughs> it doesn't, mm-hmm. I can't with that. What would your aunt say? 
Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? What the hell does Suffolk mean? <laughs> Suffolk. Suffolk. What does it refers, that mean? It refers to Sappho, who, oh, I forget who that was. Oh, I forget. But Sapphic refers to like anything lesbian. Oh, okay. All right. Hot. My Aunt Joanne would say, uh, that family, that unnamed family member might very well be on Grinder. <laughs> she knows. Uh, yeah. How about uh, Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I don't know. I think Dean has it made in heaven. Do you know how expensive toilet paper is? <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> Save a lot of money. Save a lot of money. Flushable wet wipes at that. Mm-hmm. That's added expense. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're never actually flushable. You know that, oh, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't she doesn't. Flush. She doesn't. Don't flush your pussy wipes. <laughs> oh, Elliot, Elliot's gonna get mad. I just bring out those pussy wipes. A, I just used a dirty word. Elliot's gonna be mad. Ooh, literally, dude, we, really literally, we stop, we stop recording, and Elliot like threatens to beat the shit out of me for like using a bad word at the end, at the end of the podcast. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. No. no, no All right. I'm teasing. I'm Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I am H flushable wet pipe Scott. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you caught don't me. I, it. I waved when I said goodbye. Yeah, we, no, we caught it. We caught that. Okay. Don't worry. And I'm keeping that in too. Great. Yeah. <laughs>